Hey folks, Bill here. Just wanted to give you a heads up on the sound quality. This one's a little echoey. Turns out, recording in a spacious, all-wood-and-glass yoga studio may not have been the best option, especially given my limited sound engineering skills. Fortunately, the conversation is worth sticking around for. We talk about the high school mind, yoga, and cow's blood as a human blood substitute. Not sure how that all comes together? Stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is week three of Don't Wait Leap. I'm sitting here with uh, Shari Beagleman, owner of Zen Family Yoga in Ramsey, New Jersey. Hi, Shari. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me today. Thank, thanks for being on the podcast. Sure. Uh, so, uh, Shari and I go way back. We grew up together back in Bergenfield, and uh, we're going to spend about an hour today talking about Zen Family Yoga and Shari and how she got where she is. So, Shari, why don't you take us back to the very beginning? Uh, the beginning of when we met Bill or yoga? The beginning of before we met. So we didn't meet until like seventh or eighth grade. So where were you born in Bergenfield? Where did you grow up? Yes, I uh, was born in Bergenfield and I grew up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Stayed so, in the Bergen County. Stayed in Bergen County. There's, there's, for those of uh, listening, there's a, probably most of them will be my friends and family at the beginning. Uh, that's very common. There's a lot of actually Bergenfield people in Mawa, Ramsey. It seems like we've, we all migrated we've, we've, we've migrated north. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, um, so tell me a little bit about growing up. So, uh, I remember you had a couple sisters, right? Yeah, I have a twin sister. She's in fitness also and an older sister, which she still doesn't let me call her an older sister. I'm like, you still are. <laughs> She's three and a half years older. She's still my older sister. And, um, you know, it's a half sister who's younger than me and stepbrother and stepsister. So it's very much part of the blended family that I'm now raising. Uh, so that's how I grew up. And I've um, always been kind of interested in dance. Is that right? Did you dance? Yeah. No. Okay. I always wanted to, but we couldn't afford it. Okay. So, uh, but no, it's something I always did at home in my living room with my mom and my two sisters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was a lot harder back then for you kids who were listening. There was no YouTube. There was not, It was just records and... And but MTV we had videos, the biggest right? stereo. We had one of those box ones where my mom paid like $800 for it, <laughs> and we blasted. Uh, we were always into loud music and having fun at my house. You remember, Bill? We had parties. I do remember. I do remember. Um, and so did, so did you do anything entrepreneurial as a kid, or were you... What's that like? No. Um, I was always a thinker. Um, but no, I think it was... I always like to break the rules. Okay. I'm definitely a rule breaker. Yeah. So, um, but no, I wasn't an entrepreneur. I always wanted something more. I always had visions of something. I just didn't know what that something was. Okay. And then, so you, after Bergenfield, went to college, right? Where did you go? Rowan. Well, okay. it was Glassboro State. Okay. And then during uh, halfway there, then I, it turned into Rowan. So that I actually did the public relations shift from Glassboro, where everybody really liked that name, to Rowan, and it became an engineering school. But I majored in public relations okay. and uh, started doing that right after graduation. And who, public relations for 20 years. And who did you do that for with? A million different PR agencies in Manhattan. So okay. I was a big Manhattan person. And then um, I always loved corporate. I used to work in the pharmaceutical land. So okay. uh, that was really my home base, pharmaceutical. And then I really loved the in-house. So I actually worked a little bit in New Jersey pharmaceutical company doing their communications. Got it. So was it mostly pharmaceutical during that time? Or did Only, you know yeah. Okay. Pharmaceutical and biotech. See, that's where the entrepreneur um, love came because I always loved the R&D, the research and development. I always loved the biotech, the small 
people who come together, put their brains together and try to make something of it. So yeah, I always was very attracted to that. So where did the PR, so when, at what point did the biotech companies come to you to start doing PR? Hmm. Were they into the idea process? Where, you know, where were they? Well, we always tried to get them early on um, and always tried to serve as their PR person because you know they didn't need to hire uh, their own people. They hopefully hired the agency. Right. So I would say, I forget how many years, maybe 10 years in, um, biotech started getting more popular. Okay. You know, and um, the Boston, the Seattle, they used to partner uh, with the pharmaceutical companies who had like the marketing arm. So they were like this company coming up with something, partnering with the big guys. So Hemosol was my first company. They were a blood substitute made okay. out of uh, bovine cows. Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I actually... Um, <clears throat> I left my PR agency in Manhattan and they hired me to handle their PR internally. So okay. again, um, entrepreneurial, like I took a chance and a risk. Yeah. So how how many employees did they have at the point where they brought you in? Well, it was a Canadian based company in Toronto. So they okay. were just starting a new Jer New Jersey uh, place. So maybe five here. Okay. So that's, that's fairly small. Oh yeah. But <laughs> yeah. it was a big company, but they yeah. didn't have any presence in the United States. So that was my job actually to handle their communications and their advocacy relationships where this new blood substitute that was going to be FDA approved. Unfortunately, okay. it didn't happen. It didn't, it didn't pass the FDA no. test. Most okay. of the R and D that I have worked on, I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it did not make it to market, but that's the name I, of the game. Yeah. You got to try. I'll say, how does that, how does that feel? Just <laughs> spent a lot of time. It, you know what? It feels still okay because success is not the end goal okay. so much as the learning process on the way there. Okay. So what did you learn all these, uh, all these efforts? Oh God, so much. Um, you learn how to form relationships, you know, as you build your business. My job was to build advocacy relationships and relationships with physicians, um, you know, to get people to accept this new technology or this new blood substitute made of cows, mm -hmm. you know, like how do yeah. you explain that? Why do you, who wants cow blood in them? Right. What, what were so, the doctor's reactions to things like, I don't remember. It depends. I do remember, but it was a lot of like blood typing, a lot of, um, uh, it would reduce worries because right now if you get a blood transfusion, if it's not the same match and yeah. there's none available, you have no other options. So this was another option. So some doctors were excited about it, but you know, you always have your naysayers as well. Right. So is, is blood, is cow blood and human blood the same blood or is it, it's something they had to do to it to transform it? Do you remember? Well, I think they took the hemoglobin cells okay. from the bovine and took the hemoglobin, washed it out and had a very cool manufacturing process and then made it into the bags, the blood bags. That Got it. The transfusion to humans, but they would clean it all up. That's a little different than yoga. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think just a, just a just a little bit. So, all right. So, did you go right from PR to Zen, or did, was there a stop in the middle? There's there was a stop where I started getting um, really sad leaving my kids because PR requires a lot of a human, and mm -hmm. um, you know it's issues related. So, if there's a news item that comes up, or your company is announcing bad news, all you know, all on deck. So yeah. while I love that energy it took me it took a lot of time away from my kids and so when I had my second baby um, I was actually in the process of getting laid off potentially because it was a 
restructuring. They laid off like 300 people. Okay. So I looked at my husband at the time, mm-hmm. my now ex, he didn't like that decision. <laughs> but I said, I'm not going to go back to work if I get laid off. I'm going to take some time off. Okay. So and spend it with, I had one daughter in kindergarten and then, you know, five month old baby. So mm-hmm. I stayed home and I took care of, you know, learned how to be a full-time mom, which is definitely harder, harder than any other job. <laughs> harder, than, sure. harder than PR, harder than running your own business. Yes. Yeah, sure. And I've met your daughters, and they're fairly well-behaved, so I can imagine what it must be like if Oof. they were. <laughs> you must have seen them on a good day. No, they're, they're awesome. They're very well-behaved. Yoga definitely put us all into shape. Nice. So did, did you do yoga before you decided to do no. a studio? <clears throat> no, I um, always was drawn to yoga, and I never took a class. I was intimidated to go into a studio Okay. where I had this... Uh, very big judgment, a picture of what yoga was like, people standing on their heads or doing weird positions. They were a little crunchy, granola. So I was more just intimidated. It was all me not taking the chance. So it wasn't until my uh, divorce that I actually uh, was thinking of, okay, maybe I'll teach yoga when my kids are at their dad's instead of drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a healthier choice. I felt like after the drinking stage of first set creation, (laughs) when you're out of the time and you're like, what is going on? Um, Mm -hmm. But yes, I wanted to be more productive with my time. Um, And also, it was, as the yoga studio developed, it was, I wanted to work when my kids were at their dad's. Yeah. Because it's very painful, you know, when they're gone and what am I going to do? <laughs> right. So work, make money. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. That's a good solution. And so when did you open Zen? April will be two years. Oh, very good. Happy early anniversary. Although yeah, I'm actually going to do my months. cutting. I'm going to do my ribbon cutting finally. Oh, nice. It's so weird that I never did it because it's something I've always wanted to do. I actually take those big scissors and right. cut it. <laughs> so I talked to the Ramsey Chamber of Commerce and we are going to do it on my, like, around my two year anniversary. Very nice. Well, good. And so have you been in this location the whole time? Or you yes. Were... Yes. Okay. Um, I was looking for a location once I thought, I was like, okay, after my three month intensive training with yoga, um, I saw the transformation in myself as, so my body started to change my mind. I started thinking more clearly, um, understanding behaviors more than ever. And it taught me so much. So, um, that's what I said. Okay, everybody needs this. Why aren't? Why isn't everybody doing this? So anyway, that's when I decided to look for space okay. and take a chance, mm-hmm. huge risk. And um, I walked up and down Ramsey Main Street. I knew I wanted Ramsey. Okay. And uh, everything was very expensive. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. And then I was walking home, and I lived on Arch Street. I lived across the street from the studio. Oh. And I was walking home, and I stopped into the art studio below. And I introduced myself because they had just opened. And um, I said, you know, I really think I might want to open up a yoga studio. So she said, the space upstairs is available. So I'm very grateful to this woman who helped me uh, find the space. Yeah. So once I saw the space, I said, I looked around and there's tons of windows. I mean, Bill, you can kind of describe Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we're sitting in, a, we're sitting in the, what I would guess the main studio room. And it's got, I don't know, 10 floor-to-ceiling floor windows, something like that. I can't yeah, just, um, it's just it's just a great open space, and it's it's nighttime right now, but I can imagine during the day the sun kind of coming in and lighting the whole place up. Yeah, and yeah. every um, time of day has a different vibe. So like right now it's a nighttime, so I have a nighttime yoga class at eight thirty. Mm-hmm. So the women will come in and we'll look outside, 
and you still see enough lights through the town, so it's an interesting vibe. And then during sunsets, you know, during time when we see sunsets, it's very mm -hmm. cool. And when it's snowing, we've seen rainbows too. Like at a teen class, and we saw a rainbow outside. So that's what it that feels to like. Me. That would match well with. Yeah, it would, I think it spoke to us. It absolutely we brought it on for a story meditation. But uh, yeah, so once I saw the space and I saw the windows, it was very different than other uh, studios around, mm -hmm. and it felt right to me. And um, I really love the bathroom. That's what what sold me. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, my clients are gonna love this. And um, that's when I decided. Once I saw the space, I said, if I don't do it, if I don't do this dream, yeah, and and you know, let fear stop me, and then someone else is gonna do it. And then that's what I'm trying to teach, you know, with yoga. So how I have to take the chance. And your daughters do, do yoga here as well? Yeah, my little one more, my six-year-old Luca, like she is definitely going to be running the studio. My okay. older one, Sienna, she's starting to kind of do yoga, but, you know, she'll want to just stay on her phone the whole time. You know, it's hard to get her to go, but she's starting to see the value. That's nice. And so what's the mix of, of folks who come? Is it mostly adults, mostly kids? It is family yoga. So. Well, it's family yoga. So I do, I would say half and half, like half are family privates right now. Okay. And half are like the teens, like the nine-year-olds up to the teens. So I, um, I have a special place in my heart for teens. Okay. And um, I just remember being a teen. Right, Bill? We yeah. dance together. Yes. How were our minds as teenagers? <laughs> Let's explain it now. Well, I, I feel like I should turn the recorder off. I want to talk about what my mind was like as a teenager, like an unholy mess. Yeah, so nice explain to be it. So, Why yes, not? It would have been, right? It would have been very nice to have a way to to get all the garbage out of the way. And this was before cell phones, before all this other stuff that made it even more distracting. Like, I can only imagine as I watched my daughter go through teen years right. that... Um, what must be going on through her, her head, considering what was going on, you know, for me all those years ago. You're gonna compare you to, to uh, I, I'm not gonna try to compare me to Julia. <laughs> I think that's like that would be a little, a little much. But uh, certainly, when I see the things she goes through, I can say, oh, I remember being in something very similar. Um, and so, yeah, I just I um I feel for the teens. I don't. I feel like um, I could still relate very closely to the feelings that I had. Mm -hmm. So. One of my mission is to help build inner strength. So any confidence issues, anxiety, um, and focus. So I, you know, I was probably definitely ADHD. I probably would have been diagnosed, I would say, back in the day. Because my mind was all over the place. Yeah. You know, I was very floaty. I needed to be grounded. <laughs> <laughs> yoga, yoga grounded. Yoga grounded. For sure. Okay. Sure, I still need grounding every day. Good. And do you have, when you, for your classes, do you do... Do you do teen only classes? Do you like tell me tell me a little about the mm -hmm. classes and things that you do? I do teen only classes and camps, and I even um, as I grow, we'll break it down further. Um, okay. Where right now the teens, I could have an eleven year old with the teens, mm -hmm. but as I grow and get more clients in, like the sixteen year old, the 14, 16 and up there will be separate from, or the thirteens might be in there, and then uh, like the nine to the twelve will be together. But right now the teens, I have kind of the tween teen audience. <clears throat> excuse me, audience together. Okay. Um, the, even the four or five-year-olds, I had a camp today, and there were four and five-year-olds at the camp doing yoga. 
So uh, we're going to start them young. Now. That, that's start good. Them young. And can Try. they can they get right up to standing on their head, or is it boring no, enough to work up to that? Absolutely not. You know what? <laughs> and I don't really stand on my head that much in, at Zen. Uh, I'm, I'm an outsider to yoga, so I'll I'm just know. I have <laughs> my one of my goals is to get Bill DeSimone to do yoga. <laughs> so let's see if he will do that for me at Zen. Maybe, um, maybe when you cut the ribbon for your fifth anniversary, maybe by then. Why wait? Why wait? <laughs> yoga is for everybody. That's really why I. Zen is because so many people have, you know, either they're like, oh, it's not for me, or people say, Shari, I'm not flexible. I'm like, but no one is flexible. Let me teach you how to become flexible. And it feels so much better. Okay. So, but yeah, the families, and I get the dads in strategically through the family yoga. So okay. here's the thing I, the moms say, oh, yeah, that would be good for my, the family, something we can do together. Yeah. Um, that's my whole strategy with Zen family yoga is, um, is creating a new family ritual where you do family as yoga as a family. So it's in a way for the mom to say, okay, we're going to, you know, bring the kids and let's try this yoga. And the dads are like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, God, don't make me do it. So we laugh and then the guys come in. And once they, the guys even start to feel like, okay, this isn't so bad, I'm getting a little exercise, I get to go in the hammock and be rocked, not so bad, a foot massage at the end. So they come back, and okay. um, that's kind of what's happening with the families. They, they keep coming, they come about once a week. That's nice, and so the, the privates that you do, are those about an hour, how long are they? Yeah, they're all an hour, and I'm okay. actually, as I grow two, then they'll start to become like dual privates, so two families will come at once. Since the space is big enough to hold, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I'm trying to keep the prices low, yeah. Because again, I don't feel like yoga needs to be so expensive. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I want to make it affordable. Yeah, have you looked at what you cost relative to the other studios in the area? Or? Yeah, for sure. When I opened, um, you know, I did my homework and I took uh, the, the lowest, you know, rate. Um, but then it's fifteen dollars. But then I raised it to twenty because I put the aerials in, and it mm -hmm. costs a lot of money to put the aerials in. Sure. So each class is twenty. Uh, dollars, but then I um, set up it, set up the studio like a gym membership, so it's okay. different than every other yoga studio. You know, here I'm a rule breaker. I don't want to follow what everyone <laughs> right. else does. I don't have mind body where everyone said you should your yoga studio. No, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah, <laughs> simplicity. Nice. Simplicity Good. for me is key. Okay. So I set it up like a membership where you pay fifty dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And you can come to any class that you want. So the kids, my goal is, okay, kids, you don't have to do this once a week. Do yoga three times a week. You can come Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, mm -hmm. or one or two of those days okay. for $50 a month. And would you say, so um, do people tend to stick around for a while? They come for a month or two, and then they lose them for a while? Like, what's, the, what's that look like? Well, it's, it's different. It's evolving. Um, I did have a lot of people when I first started, when I first opened, they're no longer here for whatever reason, but then I keep getting new families in. So right now, since I would say January, the families who have continued with their weekly privates mm -hmm. are doing it, but I sell them at a, at a, at a 10. So you okay. figure a 10 pack, that's two and a half months. Yeah. So we'll see you two and a half months. If they <laughs> me sign, I'll have to let you know on that. <laughs> I hope they like sure. it. <laughs> and so, so how are you, hopefully, how are you attracting the customers in? Are they... Are you marketing? Is it word of mouth? Like, what's the what's the mix? Yeah, I have no budget for that. So yeah, everything is through word of mouth. Okay. And thank God for Facebook because mm -hmm. without Facebook, I would not have a business. 
So I just try to build relationships with people through Facebook, a lot of the moms groups, and then, um, you know, hopefully word of mouth and they, you know, I have a lot of birthday parties and people are coming in and they hear it from this way or this way. Yeah. It's, it's pretty neat. Nice. And in the summer you do something with the Ramsey Country Club, is that, am I remembering that right? Yeah. I, um, I manage their yoga program where we do yoga on the beach for their members okay. and their members guests. So Got yeah, it. we do, uh, it's beautiful. It, it, you know, it's like a little vacation, like morning and night yoga. And I do a nice. teen camp over the summer too. Okay. And actually this year I'm starting, I'm going to do a, a little kids camp too for an hour and a half or two hours in the morning. I still, do the little kids have that kind of attention span for, for that long? How's that work? Well, it, I, um, they, they don't have an attention span, but they could do yoga for like 10, 15 minutes. So I read the crowd and try to, you know, interject funny things as I could. Okay. So even I had like two or three year olds doing yoga and I just try to make it fun, keep it going. And then I'll switch it up and, um, you know, do the whole mommy redirecting thing where I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> but as they grow older, then they do more yoga. Okay. But even my six year olds, they're starting to do yoga as far as a class. And then, you know, sometimes every day is different. Sometimes we'll do yoga for 15 minutes, sometimes 20. And the kids actually like meditation. So they'll do it for like a long time, meditation. Surprising. <laughs> you know, Surprising. That, that sounds great. I wish I would try that with my kids when they were younger. Yeah, you could do it good. now. Yeah. They're, you could meditate with your kids. You could meditate. I just meant the, like the peace and quiet part of it. <laughs> just having, right? having some silence to, you know. To, for sure. To, yeah. For sure. To give, I mean, this is definitely uh, the place that I want families to feel like it is their second home and then they can come here to relax so that's exactly the picture you're envisioning with your family is really kind of what I'm hoping to do here that's relax. Nice. relax relax that's probably good news. that's probably a good message for all of us I think um, for sure life is too short and we need to relax more and just learn about our bodies and our minds and how they're all connected be a little bit more spiritual in that way connection so are there other things that you try to reinforce for the families or the places you're guiding them towards for sure um, everything that I learned I would say through my divorce process is everything I bring in to each class that I do and um, I try to make it fresh too I'll surprise people with different books and things but big 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 for me is the law of attraction okay. and positive thinking what you put out there is what you receive so a lot of people who are negative, mm -hmm. um, thinking negative thoughts, and maybe they're not negative people, I don't judge, but thinking negative thoughts. So I try to shift the thinking, try to get them to understand that, and then shift it to more positive. So that's all about the law of attraction, because what you put out there is what you receive. So um, I'll read part of that. We'll talk about how to manifest your life, how to create your life. And um, the creative process that I learned in the law of attraction is what I'll do during my meditation. We'll also very much about gratitude. Anytime we do a yoga class, we think of one thing we're grateful for. It's Thanksgiving day. Every day it says <laughs> what they say. Um, so, cause gratitude raises our vibe. And when our vibes are nice and high, then we attract higher vibes from other things, abundance. We can create our own life. Okay. So that's kind of where Zen is. Zen is about yoga, but it's also about positivity. Positivity. 
So as you are teaching folks this, are you are you seeing it um, in your customers, your clients' lives? Like, are you seeing the the positive benefits? Are they bringing you stories and things? Um, well, they keep coming back. So I think yeah. they um, realize they're attracted to the thought process. Like it, it's a journey. You know, it doesn't change overnight. We don't change overnight. But I try to spark something and intrigue people to think a little bit uh, differently than what they're currently thinking and to be intrigued to learn more. It's a, it's a process and a journey. So, yeah. Um, you know, some, during the camp, some of the teens, when we did some manifesting exercises, that night came back and said that, that a few things happened that they manifested for. Like okay. one teenage girl, the boy right. she was thinking about, she was very <laughs> upset that he never called back something. And he actually texted her that night. There you go. I mean, how does that happen? We manifested yeah. it here, of course. Of course. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the energy changes in people. You can see it. They, 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 they feel it. You feel okay. different after yoga. Uh, okay, so the, one of the things we do on all the podcasts is talk about uh, the pivotal moment for a small business, a time, something that happened, some decision you made, some action that might've happened, some event that changed the trajectory of the business, you know, kind of made you start feeling successful. Maybe it took you to, you know, pivot as some other folks would call it. Right. So is there a moment in Yen and sorry, is there a moment in Zen that has kind of been pivotal for you? Yeah. I was thinking about that question. Cause I saw that question. Um, every day is a learning process for me, you know, creating a business based on my heart, literally. So I have a plan, of course, I have the business background, I have a plan, but I do a lot of sitting and praying and thinking, mostly praying and meditating and and thinking, what is the right thing for me to do here? Where should I focus business? Not only where do I need to help people, but where is the financial um, aspect going to come from? And so the the big, the two places are the teens, the kids, and the families. So that's really why I focus my business on that way is because um, the first year I kind of just, I did a lot of adult classes. Okay. It was mainly focused on the adults. Uh, but financially, I wasn't really making any money. Okay. So um, when I first opened Zen, though, I was going to open in what's called uh, Yogi Beans. It's a, it's a franchise for kids. So okay. I was only going to be doing kids yoga. Mm-hmm. But I really love teaching yoga too so it kind of morphed into like the the kids thing to do and um it's cool because that's really what i wanted and then the families but pivotal moment i would say just every day bill every not every day but like really when i when i'm alone um and my kids are away with their dad there's a lot of time for me to to sit and think and i make sure to take the time to do that because that's where the the light bulbs come so how do you carve out time to do that? Saturday nights. Rock on. <laughs> That's what I do on my Saturday nights. Just like in my 20s. But yes. yeah, that's really, though. I mean, I work all day, Saturday and Sunday, thank God. I'm very blessed uh, that I have my clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tr- I'm trying to date a little bit. But yeah, most of my times are just spent thinking about the business right now. My priority right now with my life is my business, my kids, you know, my kids and my business and providing for my children. So that's where I'm focused. And um, I think I saw you you were thinking about franchising. Is that still Uh, something you think about? For sure. That's definitely the dream. Um, As part of my plan um, 
is to get Zen family yoga all over the place. That's definitely, um, but it, you know, one step at a time. I have to show revenue with this little one and have to focus. And that's where the focus comes in too, because if I spend too much time on that area, right. I'm not, I'm not building this. So, but yes, I love that. Well, I think we're ready for the, the speed round. So we're going to ask a bunch of questions. And I've, it's, it's trying out to not be so speed as much as it is me just not asking follow-up questions. Sure. <laughs> so okay. we're ready to. So I think we've covered this a little bit, but what's the typical day like for you? Uh, I roll out of bed. My kids have to get them ready for school. <laughs> it's the hardest <laughs> job. <laughs> and um, then I get my coffee at the okay. store. Very important time. And I take time and I sit on my couch and just relax from the morning chaos, right? And then I, um, I used to have a 9.30 class, but I don't do that anymore. So okay. I, um, right now I've been training um, an 18-year-old girl to do yoga. So I spend three mornings with her and train her to become a yoga instructor. And then um, some mornings I will go to a school. Like I, was, I worked with Upper Saddle River School District on their BLAST program. And last week was the last week we did a five weeks of yoga fourth graders and fifth graders during their lunchtime. Yeah. And then um, I do a lot of privates in the morning, like stay-at-home moms. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes just nothing. Sometimes like Tuesdays and Thursdays are my days that I work really from four to nine. So I'll do lots of laundry on those days. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, between raising the girls and having the studio, when do you do the bill paying and the laundry and all that, uh. all that good stuff? That's the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of breaks during the day. She'll all go home, shove a load of laundry in, and then, you know, get back to it in a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> Not proud of it. Definitely yeah. something that um, I need to work on, as my kids will tell you. Sometimes I'm really good at it. And then I'm like, really? More laundry? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so. That'll be the headline for the podcast. Now, Perfect. Because every mom will relate to the laundry <laughs> issue. So how many hours a week are you spending on Zen? Well, I, it is a full-time job for me, so I'm making sure to spend at least 40, if yeah. not more. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of sporadic things during the day. And there's a lot of times where I might be sitting on a foam roller and, and talking to people over the phone. Or, you know, do we do a lot of texting us moms to schedule? Um, a lot of Facebooking. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would say that's work time, too, even though, you know. It's just building relationships. Yeah. What's your favorite part of running the business? Teaching people yoga. You know, like to see the transformation of when they enter Zen and then when leave Zen, there's a major energy shift. Yeah. So they're leaving Zen, mm -hmm. and that's my goal. Um, that people will leave, leave here feeling different, feeling better. So every day, and even when I'm tired, like any other human who has to work, and um, I get very gratified seeing, you know, someone do yoga. Someone learn something new. Like the kids, you know, to really get proud of themselves. Um, and adults, too, to feel like, oh, they can actually do this. Because a lot of people think they can't do yoga. No, I can't do it. Oh. I mean, I was like that, too. So sure. I get it. And um, that's why it's fun. Because I can say, no, you can do it. Look. And they're feeling, you know, week after week, they feel the difference. And then if you skip a week... Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, So if you skip a week, are you back three weeks? Are you back a month? Like how how long does it take to get back after you skip a week? To get back to to get back to where you were. So if you skip a week, are you 
kind of out of kilter a while? You just kind of feel tighter. You know, if I don't do yoga every day, I feel tired. I was, um, you know, with my sick child last week, so I didn't do yoga for two or three days. And so it was was actually kind of good for me because I could feel how my clients feel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's really hard. It's not an easy thing, but it's gratifying. And when the before and after, when you get breath, see the whole thing I'm trying to do is um, help people get space into their bodies that doesn't exist right now. Right now we're tight. Everything is tense in our bodies. And we're like, so with breath and movement, you get looser in there. And then everything can flow better. And then you feel better. So is that your short answer good enough? I, I forgot. That was a long answer. <laughs> long answers Quick are session. good. Long answers are good. What's your, uh, what's your least favorite part of running the business? Hey, Bill's a corpse. Ugh, <laughs> gross. Um, yeah, I need to be more organized for sure. Like, I guess I would say the least is making sure I stay organized. Okay, so, I mean, you have rent and electricity and those kind of things. Like, how much, what other kind of expenses are there that come up with? Not much, which is, that's why I try to keep yoga um, financially affordable for people. And that's why the $50 a month, every, all the moms are like, really, that's it, you know? <laughs> every place to even dance once a week, it's like $200 a month or 150 or something. Mm-hmm. But that's why um, I want to make it affordable for everybody. But then, you know, the, the price rises when you spend time with me and we dig deep, you know, we do the camp, we read, we read the books, we, you know, put more time into it. Gotcha. What do you wish you knew before you started the business? Hmm. Wish I knew. I guess I had to run uh, maybe QuickBooks. Okay. That would be really my easy answer. Well, we're not going to dig deep. We're not going to go. We're not going to dig deep for the harder answer. How about uh, crazy thing? Anything crazy happen here? Craziest day? Yeah, I had to go to court because of Zen. My landlord wanted to kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That's why I was making too much noise, and the, uh, the studio, studio downstairs was not happy with it. Um, so uh, they wanted me to stop doing kids yoga. They said the kids are running around, and I said, "Listen, I had to do some education." Mm-hmm. with my landlord who I love dearly now and thank God he <laughs> kept me here and I'm so grateful for him and his beautiful wife um, but yeah I had to go to court over and fight I believed okay. in this so much I'm like I am not closing these doors don't even try it yeah. it was um, you know it, the space wasn't used beforehand uh, okay. it was used by someone who was here like once a day I mean once a week talking on the phone. Yeah. So of course when you have kids up here it's gonna be in its hardwood floors, it's gonna be noisy. Right. So my my name is Zen Family Yoga. It's very clear that I'm going to be doing family yoga. Yeah. And kids are involved. Yeah. And so I had to go to court and fight and, and get a lawyer and all of that. Okay. But uh I was not giving up Bill. No yeah. way. No way. And as the, how's the relationship with the art studio? Thank God everything is good, and um, you know she she apologized. You know I I understand her issues. I offered to trade spaces, all of that, and mm-hmm. you know we built our relationship. We we want you know I always want good vibes with everybody, um, yeah. and so yeah, we've developed over time. Thank goodness. That's good. Um, do you have any mentors? I, I love Tara Styles. She uh, developed Strava. So okay. I follow her a lot. I would love to meet her in person. She just had a baby. But she is a rule breaker. Okay. She broke the sense of theme here. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. me. I know. It is me. <laughs> and my father and mother would agree. And uh, 
she broke all the rules with yoga. Like she didn't, she, she's all about moving with ease and not being so strict. Yoga is very strict. A lot of people who have been doing yoga will look at the way I do, I do yoga and say, because I, you know, it, it evolves over time. So that's kind of, she, she's my mentor. I follow her because I see yoga in the same kind of way that she does. Nice. All right. Uh, what do you hope people say about Zen? That they make, that they feel Zen. That they, they uh, feel great when they, when they leave, that it's peaceful here and that they have a good experience here. What do you hope they say about you? Oh, all good things, I hope. Listen, you can't please everybody. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm very authentic, real. Um, I get down to it right away with people, and, and I think they appreciate that. Just very real. No judging whatsoever. And then when people enter, too, I don't allow it. Like if people, there was one mom who said, oh, I want my daughter to be next to her friend with the aerials. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's not how we roll here. <laughs> and how did mom take it? Not so great. Not so, not so great. Okay. That was definitely a difficult moment for me, but we've sustained a really, really positive relationship. And she just, as you okay. said, explained it to us that that's my policy here. It's something I really want to work hard on is break down those walls mm-hmm. and everybody <clears throat> needs to feel good when they're here and not feel clicky. And I spend a lot of time with avoiding clicks here. Like during my teen camp, I brought in a life coach. As soon as I saw the clicks happening, yep. people were like giving each other zero looks. I'm like, oh no, not in Zen. <laughs> no. So um, broke that right away. But yeah, no clicks here. No clicks here. Mm-mm. All right. Well, that seems like a great place to to wrap up. So Sherry, I want to thank you for taking the time tonight. I appreciate you having me on your show. Thank you. One, one more time for everybody. So we're at Zen Family Yoga in Rams, New Jersey. We're on, was this 21 Arch Street? Arch, A-R-C-H. Right off of Main Street. Very good. Well, thank you again. And we'll see you all in the next one. All right. Namaste. That's it. Episode three is in the books. I hope you enjoyed it. You heard Sherry try to convince me to do yoga and she was successful. You can check out my Warrior 2 pose on the Don't Wait Leap Facebook and Twitter pages. For a link to Shari's webpage, as well as all of my guests' pages, you can check out my website, www.don'twaitleap.com, and you can also follow us at Facebook and Twitter at Don't Wait Leap. I hope you'll join me next week when I speak with Karen Foote of Rebalance Reiki and Massage in Westwood, New Jersey. Have a great week, everyone. See you next time.